You're not fooling anybody when you say what happened 15 years ago was a natural disaster, all right? It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon, okay? So stop. Look, I'm tired of talking to you about this. I want my son. I want to see my son. I want to know that he's all right. This guy. This guy knows. He knows where he is. Moskua, Dokuta. I want my son. I want my bag and discs. And I want to talk to someone in charge. Sir. No, sir? not you. Not you. I'm done talking to you, all right? You're looking at me right now like I'm in a fish tank, right? That's fine. Because I know what happened here. You keep telling everybody that this place is a death zone. But it's not. You're lying. Because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. I'm right, aren't I? My wife! Died here! Something killed my wife! And I have a right to know! I deserve answers! You see? You see? There it is again. That is not a transformer malfunction. That is an electromagnetic pulse. It affects everything electrical for miles and miles, and it is happening again! This is what caused everything in the first place. Don't you see that? And it's going to send us back to the Stone Age. You have no idea what's coming. <laughs> Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier than I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Best day we wore here. That's Brad. Fuck you. Everybody on? Good. Great. Brad. Wonderful. Welcome to the Titan Truth Podcast, where we take two Titan movies and let them fight. JK, uh, this is Facing Off, a podcast where we take two movies we find to be similar and we compare, contrast, and rate them. Today's two movies are the 2014 film Godzilla and the new hit, Godzilla vs. Kong. I am merely a man, but joined with me are my king and queen of the monsters, oh. respectively, Nick Aww. and Layla. Mothra. Sup, queen? How you doing, Layla? <laughs> oh, Mothra. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so like emotionally invested in all of these characters now. Um, ew, ew. Okay. <laughs> I know, and Gabe hates it so hard. Um, I'm good. Hi, guys. Hi. I feel like we should dedicate all of this to just acknowledging Nicholas because he's the birthday boy. Oh, yeah. Nick is the birthday boy on Friday, on Friday. Woo! What? I don't know what, where I was going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Happy uh, 30th birthday coming Thanks, up man. here. The, he's our resident elder on this I podcast, am, uh, so true that. we got to listen to him whenever he speaks. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Anyone that's listening to this podcast knows that you don't. <laughs> yeah, have to I don't need <laughs> yeah, to do that. Seriously. Uh, well, I am excited to get into this, but I do have to say this: it's so ridiculous that I this week I watched Godzilla and Godzilla versus Kong for this podcast because before that I was on a run of just very, very good movies, and I will and not consider these. Very, very good. But I watched. And he just kept I going. recommend <laughs> people rolling, rolling, rolling. go and try to see the movie Shiva Baby. It's fucking amazing. It's basically like a horror movie 
but it's just like an anxiety riddled shiva like they're sitting shiva which is like essentially a memorial service in in judaism it's hilarious it's sexy it's horrifying it's great um it's also made like entirely by women it's like just such a proud project for women so emma seligman is an awesome director and she's gonna be like a huge name soon so it is go check that movie out it's very worth the rent i also highly recommend the father which was put out as like Oscar bait with like uh, Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. It blew my fucking mind. Like I felt like I was <laughs> tripping on shrooms watching it. It's to- it's like dementia told in the per- of the perspective of the p- demented person who's oh. slowly losing their mind. It is yeah, mind blowing, depressing, but we, just uh, fascinating. Julie's sister Highly recommended it last night, and Julie was like, do you want to watch that? And I kind of knew what it was and was like, this is not the mood. It's more mm, interesting than you were expecting, <laughs> though. It's not like a standard drama. It is like a psychological <clears throat> is thriller. Is sad AF, though? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't down for 100%. sad AF. Um, I also watched the movie California Split, a really good gambling movie by Robert Altman with wow. the late, great George Siegel, my papa, uh, and Elliot Gould. I'm not actually related to George Siegel, but he has not the same last name. And Elliot Gould. Anyways, we could talk Gabe, about I feel these like ones. You're, I feel like you're literally like, I need to tell people about these really great movies because I'm about to talk about movies that I fucking That is hate. 100% <laughs> why I did that. I just, I'm just saying there is beautiful art in the world of cinema, and these are not it. But let's get into these movies. That's uh, hilarious. We're going to spoil them, but Nick... Uh, so if you haven't seen them and you really need to see Godzilla versus Kong, They're both on I HBO. Mean, like, yeah. And, um, yeah, you, you could watch them if you, if you so chose. Well, what, uh, give us a little, Nick, like what the fuck happened in Godzilla versus Kong? If you could describe that plot or just give us a short synopsis, I would be Did pumped. you not understand it? I don't was think it, it's possible. Was it too deep? It's not that it was too deep. It's just something, dude. There's a lot going on. I feel like it's pretty simple. I mean, that's not what I wrote. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're going to do this in two seconds. Why don't okay. you give us a synopsis? Two movies about, about big these. monsters referred to uh, heretofore as titans who absolutely murder whole-ass cities in defense of the <laughs> earth, maybe, but eventually fight each other and then team up to defeat a robot monster. I love the maybe that you threw in there. That yeah, I mean, if you break it down <laughs> I mean, that way, yeah, it's if you simple. break down the whole city that way, then <laughs> oh, there's no that. more uh, people. Yeah, but there's a there's a throwaway line that they evacuated Hong Kong before that. So oh, not that much dead. No, they didn't. I Just don't believe that. The human toll, the lives lost at the expense of the Titans, the giant Titans. Yeah, the plot of the set. Okay, we'll talk about it. I mean, I just think the plot of it is a lot more insane than I was expecting. Like, there are spaceships going into hollow... Is Hollow Earth a thing in uh, King of the Monsters? What's that? What's King of the Monsters? That's the second one. Oh, the second one. The second one. That's right. I blocked it out of my brain. This Hollow Earth thing? I was like, what the fuck is happening? King of the Monsters has nothing to do with either of these movies, really. Oh. Uh, Except for Millie Bobby Brown and, and yeah, Kyle there's Chan. characters from the canon. Okay, so the speaking as someone who literally yeah. just watched the entire canon universe, in okay, the last let's week, hear it. Let's hear it. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm just all I'm gonna say is I'm definitely gonna end up referencing all of those movies because I hadn't, I didn't apparently <laughs> before we decided to do this, I didn't even realize that this was a thing. I didn't know that this was like a full canon Insane universe. To me. I didn't know <laughs> that all these movies existed. I don't know how I escaped this for so long. I don't <laughs> know but how you did I, either. 
I started with Kong Skull Island. I obviously have seen the Peter Jackson King Kong a long time ago, but that's the like Kong Skull Island is like the canon Kong. So yeah. I watched that and then I watched Canonical. all of the the Godzilla, Godzilla, King of All the Monsters and then Godzilla vs. King Kong. So I, I think you kind of have to reference all the other ones. So I apologize to anyone who hasn't seen those, but like they, they definitely all very much tie into each other. So, I mean, I thought that like Alexander Skarsgård and Rebecca Hall might have been from the other movie and apparently they yeah. weren't and they were like new characters and they kind of just threw that in. But anyways, let's just get into it. And it really works. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> let's, let's break these movies down. Uh, let's, if you're new to this podcast and I, th- I suspect many of you are, um, that's, uh, that's me being cocky about our podcast. Um, <laughs> if you are new to the podcast, we break down two movies in five categories using a rating scale of one to seven, one being lowest, seven being highest, four being average or neutral or in between, uh, our five categories are spectacularity, eye candy, originality, actoring, and legacy. Let's start with spectacularity <laughs> because we have to with these big, big movies. Spectacularity <laughs> is the engagement level, whether you were fully invested oh, in the movie or if you were to like, you know, completely tuned out and checking your phone the whole time and you were worried about things like runtime and blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's start with Godzilla 2014. Let's just call it Godzilla, and the other one is GVK, or what do we do? GVK. <laughs> okay, let's start with Godzilla, the 2014 one. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Nick, why don't you start with Spectacularity there? Such a mess. I think it's fun. I <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, let's just call it GVK. But that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about Godzilla 2014. Uh, I went and saw this at a tiny art theater in um, in, in in Los Feliz when it Feliz when it came out with, oh, with our right. friend Jimmy, already... former member of the uh, the former podcast guy on the on our mm-hmm. podcast. He was on the Shutter Island episode. <laughs> yes, uh, we uh, we had a few um, sodas, adult sodas, and then we went mm. and saw Godzilla twenty fourteen, and uh, it ripped. It ripped pretty hard. It slapped. It ripped. It was so great. Um, it's so fun on its first watch, and it's like not as fun when you rewatch it. Um, hmm. But the the story, there's um, Cracked.com does a quick little video where they talk about how much better Godzilla 2014 would be if um, Aaron Taylor Johnson yeah. was not the main character because he is like a husk of a human yeah. being without any sort of personality at all. Yeah. Um, and just Brian Cranston was the main character. So Gareth Edwards said that he didn't want Brian Cranston to be the main character because they went through a bunch of different versions of this movie with him and they were all too silly and they needed, uh, <laughs> they wanted to go down the path with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Unfortunately, what we'll bring up in actoring is just that Aaron Taylor Johnson <laughs> didn't a, really have a lot of charisma a, like Brian and Brian Cranston had the most charisma, numbingly boring. but they did. Individual. They thought about doing that. It just didn't work. Like the character they came up with, it wouldn't have worked. That's and it would have been silly. fair. The crack thing doesn't really make a lot of sense but i think that movie might be more fun because brian cranston is great mm-hmm. the the biggest problem with the entire series of these movies is that every time a human being talks you're just like yeah, shut up please and get back to the rest and godzilla 2014 is the least like that yeah. by far 
by by very (laughs) very far but i mean those parts still take me out of it and but all of the rest of the parts like the drop into the city where oh the halo drop is so so cool cool. there's so many cool things and i love what they do to like I read a thing that said they didn't try and make Godzilla have too much personality because they didn't want to. And I was like, I feel like they did a pretty good job making him at least anthropomorphic enough that you're like, yeah. Explain that word. Totally. Anthropomorphic? Yeah. uh, Human-like, but not. Okay. Um, Right? Yeah. Did I get that That right? That makes sense. Webster's? Because, like, anthropology is the study of humans. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, what about you, Leia? What, what did you give it I out of seven? Five. Okay, five out of seven. Uh, slightly because of the average. rewatch. Uh, would have given it a six if I didn't rewatch it and think it was pretty boring the second time. Interesting, Layla. This was the first time you saw it. What did you think? Spectacularity yeah. for Godzilla twenty fourteen. <laughs> well, it's funny because I had like just watched Skull Island, which is like the worst garbage movie of all fucking time. So <laughs> I still have <laughs> yet me, to see it that. Made me <laughs> made me really fucking like this movie. Uh, no, I gave it a five. I think it is a little bit above average. It is fun. My biggest fault with it is Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm. You know, I think I, I'll talk about it later, but I have to talk about it now because it he pulled me out the most and he's the main character. So I just think the writing of his character was so dull. I don't know why they wrote him like that and his interactions with everybody the way that they did, but... Um, they didn't really give him a lot. Aaron Taylor Johnson's not that awful of an actor. So no, really he's surprised. gotten way better over time. He's gotten way better. So uh, sorry, I know I'm talking about acting right now. Um, but yeah, I think they had like I think this one for me, there were just a lot of action sequences that I found really fun, and I like was engaged with those action sequences. Um, I think. Brian Cranston in the beginning is super fun. I don't know. As far as just like a kind of mind numbing action movie goes, this is just like a good action movie. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I don't think it's miraculous, but I don't think it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like I was more engaged. I can easily say I was more engaged with this one than I was with any of the other ones that I watched of the four. But how, t- how so, tight is it when he breathes fire into the Muto's mouth? So I actually want to bring that up because <laughs> I went to this movie with uh, so Pat Wall. And yes. for anybody listening that knows Pat Wally's guy in Did our fraternity, very and an- in the he literally got out of his fucking seat and went, yes, atomic breath. And I was like, I hate you. Oh, that's the Pat Wall thing. Yeah, it was awful. Um, uh, what did you get? You gave it a five out of seven, Layla? Yeah. I also gave it a five out of seven and I do, I actually really like this movie, although the trailer I still think is better or the two trailers are just so good that the movie could have never lived up to them. Um, (laughs) But kind of simply, this movie is just not goofy and overly dumb than like a typical monster flick. Uh, It has more of a focus on human characters. It has like a grounded, more believable story to the extent it can be with something like Godzilla um, it's not even really a Godzilla movie if you break it down. Like, he's barely in it. And I think that's why a lot of, like, regular people that just wanted Godzilla uh, were bummed by that. Uh, gotta say this. Alexandra uh, Desplat does the score, and it's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's a great uh, score. Because he's the best. I also really like the sound design of the monsters. Um, it's This this movie is really, yeah. like, audioly great. Yes. Um, two hours is too long. For a Godzilla movie, I gotta say. So that kind of bothered me on rewatch. 
Um, but some parts of the story were like more interesting than I remember. Like I still find it genuinely shocking when Brian Cranston's character dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Cause he was advertised as a star is basically like what they did with scream with uh, Drew Barrymore, except for she dies yeah. in like first scene, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and Brian Cranston's what? way hotter. S- yeah. So hot. Um, <laughs> some of the scenes are, just so fucking cool to watch. Like the scene when the EM, like when the Muta monster, or whatever, like uh, Mota, Muto, Muto monster, um, like causes like the EMP, and the jets are like flying into the or or dropping into the ocean. It just looks cool. fucking cool. Um, some scenes are also silly looking. Like there's the tsunami in Hawaii, sort of, and it's just focused on these like everyone wearing like Hawaiian shirts and. It looks really cheesy. It's exactly what Hawaii looks like. I have one annoying thing that like really pulled me out. And I it, this is so specific, but I have to do this. So the opening scene is that like really cool documentary footage that kind of like brings you up to speed on what Godzilla is and it teases all these things like the government knowing about it. But then they later show you all those slides again in a presentation with Ken Watanabe and Sally Hawkins. Yeah. Just keep this scene and don't do the title sequence. Like, do a shorter title sequence. Yeah, the title sequence and then do is this. own in all three. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Then don't do... One yes, of these scenes I, has I to go. I also still laugh pretty hard in that scene, though, when uh, it zooms in on Ken Watanabe's face and he does the Japanese pronunciation. And he's just like, Gojira. And then it just fucking... It just gets dark. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um <laughs> <laughs> there are weird tangents in this movie too. I don't know, but it's it's slightly above average. I'm normally like more bothered by action movies, and I just think this is a lot more grounded, so I was more interested. Five out of seven, I slightly agree. above. Let's talk. I agree about Godzilla GBK. v Kong. GBK baby, uh, <laughs> Layla. What did you think, spectacularity wise, for GBK? <laughs> okay, I haven't I haven't quite decided yet. I am between a three and a four. Okay. Okay. Um, it's my job to convince you to move it to a four. Okay. What? Please do. I <laughs> I had a fair amount of problems with this movie. I. You think? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Gabe. Such um, a oversimplification. <laughs> oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> um. Sorry. Okay. Um. <laughs> I just a lot of things I I think like two movies are happening in one movie here like they have two full-on arcs happening at the same time and it's really fucking annoying there's an entire arc about them going to the other earth or they're like fucking spaceship hollow earth Earth. hollow earth thank you um and then at the same time they've got the entire like human beings and science and we always try to build these things and like i'm trying to take over the world and save us from godzilla and the titans so i i I was pulled between the two of them and i hated that i hated that they did that i didn't like like a group of people in one of the storylines at all like i just it's not really it's really bad writing and i the way that (laughs) they (laughs) <laughs> the way that they marketed this movie, or at least the way that I was reading like critiques about it, was basically finally a movie that knows what it's supposed to be, and it does that. And it that is, I'm sorry, critics, what the actual fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. this is I thought unreal, movies are supposed true. to be good. 
<laughs> well, fair enough. Fair. I just I thought I thought I was gonna get like straight two hours of action sequences of Kong and Godzilla fighting each other, and that's just not what I got in this. Mm-hmm. There were two major fight scenes, and everything in between, I just was like, "Why is this happening? I don't like it." So I, I was really frustrated by that. I think even just the premise of the film by name is a little confusing to me. So having just watched all of the movies, I don't really understand how anyone was like, yeah, who's going to win between Kong and Godzilla? <laughs> I, I don't. I wrote the like, same it was, note. It's literally so <laughs> obvious that Godzilla is going to win. Like I, I had just Twice. watched Godzilla, King of All the Monsters or whatever it's called. And he literally goes up against Monster Zero, which is like a three-headed dragon that spews like lightning everywhere at all times. Like it's... What the are craziest we talking about? Monster. My God. <laughs> and it, it can and telepathically it communicate between its own three Between heads. its own heads, yeah. It's this insane monster, and Godzilla <sighs> takes it down. Fuck. And then we're supposed to believe that Kong, who has, like, no real, like, powers other than his strength, is going to go up against Godzilla, who can fucking, like, breathe radioactive shit. Like, I just... There was no, there was really no competition. I think they tried really hard to be like, okay, but Kong has like more humanity and he has, he's smarter and he has knowledge enough to say that I need to step up and help Godzilla when he needs it for humanity's sake. So that, now they're on the same field. But I'm like, <laughs> I just, I can't even believe I'm saying all of this out loud. I like, I don't, I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> Can, can I jump in on that? Did you say you're between a three and a four? Yes. Okay. I can, I went in, as you could tell, just based on my the inflection in my voice, I went into this movie with just zero expectations. I'm not into things like this. Uh, Godzilla, I liked because it just didn't seem like something. It's not like a super colorful movie. Um, this movie's loud. It's colorful. It's exciting. Sure. That usually helps in spectacularity. But you could just like half watch this movie on your phone and not feel like you're missing anything important. You might, I might be a little more confused about the storyline with that. But my brain just like, and I know this sounds conceited, but my brain is just not wired to enjoy things like this. And I'm actually jealous of people that can. I'm not even saying that in a condescending way. I legitimately wish I could watch like Fast and the Furious or like Jurassic World and stuff and not hate it. But like, I just need some good, I need some good dialogue and I need some characters that you care about and I need practical stuff. It can't just be all CGI, like practical. I I like big budget, ridiculous movies. Like John Wick is not an intelligent movie, but it's so fucking cool and it's choreography and you actually care about the character. Jurassic Park, a very, very good movie because there's a lot of practical effects and likable characters. Um, The CGI just kind of takes me out. Everything um, that's going on with, like, Brian Tyree Henry's character, oh I'm God. just so not into it. The podcasting thing, I was... So I, bad. It's not good. 15 it's minutes so into this movie... This is, like, how my brain works. 15 minutes into this movie, I'm just thinking it's also going to just be, like, two monsters fucking fighting each other. And we get the scene with Alexander Skarsgård and Demian Bashir talking about a spaceship going into hollow Earth. And my brain just... <laughs> shut off like i felt like a robot just being turned (laughs) off these type of things are like you're like in jurassic park you get the really interesting dialogue and the difference of opinion between dr grant and dr malcolm and it's like 
you don't know exactly what they're talking about, but they, they have like conviction and everything. You, you care about it. This just is stupid. And I will say that the story is 10 times more absurd than I was expecting. I didn't expect hollow earth and like spaceships and shit. So like kudos to this movie for making it more interesting than I expected. Um, but in the end, it just comes down to whether you like watching like two colorful, colorful creatures fight in a colorful city unnecessarily and then color bash. And then they have just no concern for any citizens and there's no like, like the storyline has no concern for the characters or anyone. It's just fucking dizzying destruction at a certain point. Like I'm watching the city and I'm just like, what? Like we talked about this with Avengers. I was like, are you the damage? You would never be able to overcome that damage. That city is that Tokyo? It's Hong Kong. Hong Kong is gone, dude. You can't go back and like work. There's a throwaway line that I didn't notice and only read about that they say that Hong Kong was mostly evacuated. So it's mostly just a bunch of buildings falling over. I just like if if you really just get so excited by seeing two colorful monsters bash each other three colorful monsters bash each other in the face (laughs) and you're like wow this is exactly what i need good for you but for me but that was also only fucking 20 minutes of the movie that was kind of my point like so i'm a below average slightly below i'll do a three i am the the um okay pros the (laughs) the kong just in general very well done I know that you don't like the CGI, but these movies nail the CGI when it is happening. Like, every time I, I'm I like watching it. in these movies... What? I said I like it. Yeah, every time that I'm watching monsters fight in these movies, <laughs> like the CGI. I'm like, this actually <laughs> kind of seems like actual monsters destroying things in a... in a Like, I this could be real. It's not. And it can't be real. But it doesn't look bad. It's not like bad CGI. I'll save my point for eye candy. Okay. It's not bad CGI. They look... It is fun to watch. The problem is, and I read that too, Layla, that this movie knows what it is. That is patently false because you can't... It learned some lessons. So it's shorter than King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters is way too long and it is bad as shit. It's super bad. Every time that the people talk, they aren't saying what people say. They're just saying the lines that a seventh grader writing a, a script for the first time would Thank say. Thank you. So they learned the lesson of making it shorter. They did not learn the lesson of just let the monsters fight, especially if the name of the movie Stop is, having people talk. is yeah, Monster seriously. versus Monster. Just let them fight more. Let them interact and us learn what they are communicating between each other in their fight by watching them fight because you're actually pretty good at doing that. Mm-hmm. Like the CGI works. You can, you can like you, you've humanized Godzilla to a point. Like that's not a thing that other Godzilla movies You can see it in their facial done. expressions and yeah, stuff. That's you a good did point. A, they did a good job of doing that and they didn't learn that lesson. They just kept adding more fucking characters and every time that they talk... They are just saying the dumbest things, and none of the characters are played by actors who seem as though they are believing the words that are coming out of their mouths. Yeah. And we'll talk, I'll talk about that later. But it's uh, the Hollow Earth thing. Love it. Send me to Hollow Earth. 
do a bunch of colors. Colors are cool. The CGI is cool. It was enough that I'm going to give it a four, okay. but it didn't need to be a four. It could have been. I could have been much higher if you just had more monsters and so much less Brian Tyree Henry. So oh my god, so so much less Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, so much. If you just had yeah, an actress who didn't respect herself as much as Rebecca Hall respects herself, because every time Rebecca Hall opens her mouth, you can feel her hating the words that she's saying, and that's destroying. Kong bows to no one. She doesn't even say it with that much conviction, dude. It's, it's also, it's just, there's too much in it that I'm like, oh, dude, shut up. Shut up. Not yeah. as much as King of the Monsters. So you learned a lesson, and it's not as long. But I mean, that's like Layla liked King of the that's Monsters. That's like learning from like back- I did kind of enjoy King of the Monsters, honestly. Like Ew. King of the Monsters, King of the No, I have to say though, King of the Monsters is kind of what Kong vs Godzilla kind of should have been. Like it really was just a, In a lot way, more like, not creatures. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't take itself seriously at all. Like a hundred percent, yes, the writing is garbage trash but i find the writing in this movie equivalent to it so if we're gonna just if we're gonna take that out of the equation at least king of the monsters had legit dope ass battle scenes between those monsters and there were a lot of them so it was fun to like see all the different ones and see them all battle with each other but i'm gonna like i have to say this (laughs) because i've been angry about it since i watched this movie that whole we only get two battle scenes in this damn movie that's about two things fighting them each other. And the first one is unreal stupid. Like, he's literally on the a boat, boat in the middle yeah. of the ocean. No, but it's so lit. He's quote-unquote sedated when this is happening. So, like, he's not even at his full strength, but somehow he, like, loses to him in the city on his, on turf, on ground. So, again, doesn't make any fucking sense. But... He's literally on this fucking boat. Godzilla is a sea monster and can't kill him (laughs) in the sea. Like, the way that they get Godzilla to leave is that they just shut the boat off. They just shut the boat off. And he's like, all right, I'm going to dip out of here. It's done. Like, what does that even mean? What the fuck? That's how animals communicate. The whole scene is ridiculous. They just turn off to indicate (laughs) that. Wait, what did you end up with, Layla, out of? Out of seven? Three. Okay, I did three as well. So, I mean, like, I hated this more than you guys, but I ended up... I still think it. It's too, it's too loud and exciting for me to say that it's not an engaging movie. Yeah. So, it's slightly below average for Action mm-hmm. 1. Let's move on to a new category. Uh, and by the way, should have just prefaced this, because I, I just got flaming opinions on this. Just my opinion. If you like this movie, I don't... I am not saying anything about you. Uh, you are welcome to have your opinion and you're welcome to like these movies. They're very, very popular. Anyways. Also, if you're offended by Gabe not liking this movie that you like, I'm sorry. Yeah, just gotta, move on with your life. Okay, anyways. You gotta laugh. Uh, let's talk about eye candy. This is just, this is pretty simple. It's just the visual <laughs> elements of the that? movies. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with uh, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, talking about the visuals. <clears throat> I mostly, because I just really want to talk about the points that you guys brought up. I mostly would have really – I think I would have been okay with the CGI had I seen it in theaters because this type of like colorful CGI works better for my eyes on a projector than it does oh, on yeah. like a 4K TV. Oh. And like the TV that I use, it's good. It's just so colorful that it almost looks animated and I get bothered by that. That's mm-hmm. why I, li- I really like watching Pixar movies on 4K TVs but I don't really like – super CGI'd movies. Like even like Black Panther, the like colors in that kind of bothers me outside of the theater. Okay. Um so 
I mean, it just like right away when they started on Skull Island, I was like, ah, it's just so much CGI. Like, I can't, none of this is real. Um, it also has a similar opening documentary sequence that I thought was cool. So I really like the opening. I like how they do it. Plus, it gave me it gave me all the background that I needed on Kong Skull Island and King of the Monsters because it it shows all of that in <laughs> yeah that's why the I told opening. You not to watch King of the it, I mean, that was great. I just really don't like. I mean, I I'm sorry to harp on this a lot, but like, I don't like that all of the background is CGI. There's there's like nothing was on like a real set except for when they were indoors. And I'm not even positive that was a real set and not green screen. Like it just looks fake and lame. And this is such a specific point, but because I've done it so many times on uh, with other movies, I really hate when title cards, like location cards, look stupid. Like when they say like fucking skull island or something and it's just big yellow letters across the screen and there's just too many words it just ugh. like you know when um captain america civil war when uh when it shows like i don't know i I don't know where they go in that but like budapest or something it's like across the screen it looks really fucking cool when they show the locations it just looks like fucking piss yellow weird um (laughs) I'm giving it a three, slightly below average. I do think it's kind of average for visually for the type of movie it is, but like it costs two hundred million, and I think Godzilla looks more in Godzilla twenty fourteen looks more interesting than this, and it costs less. It's just for me, it's just a personal thing. I don't like this kind of CGI, so that's like, and I'm less bothered by it with like Avengers or something. Because it's fun and there's like actual like backgrounds and stuff. So I'm giving it a slightly below average score. What about you, Layla? <clears throat> I actually gave it a three. Whoa. Because. Maybe I should be more extreme. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm kind of, it's, it's very much about the comparison for me. Because I just like Godzilla visually a lot more. But I can't give Godzilla that high of a score either. So yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I didn't. They did something different with this movie in comparison to all the other ones. And it, it switched it up in a way that I didn't like. Like, the other ones felt more real to me. And even the CGI of, like, Godzilla in this one, they made him look different in this one. And I didn't like that. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what it was. They also made him just, like, look angrier in this movie than in the other ones. And I... I don't know. It bothered me a lot for some reason. He looked more CGI in the, in these, in this one in comparison. The other ones, he looked like a reptile. Like he looked like a creature. It looked really cool to me. Um, I do think the CGI of Kong is really cool. And I like his movements and his facial expressions. And I think he's really emotive. And I was like very emotionally connected to Kong in this movie. So um, I think that's great. But I like hate almost everything else. Like I hated. <laughs> oh, God. That like neon light thing that they do in Hong Kong during the fight. Ugh. I was so upset watching it. I was like, why? That's what why? Hong Kong's like. I'm not going there. Like, I actually I just, really want it to was, go to Hong Kong. It's like they I, just I were like, fuck it. This is a huge fight scene. Let's just do an obscene amount of like fun shit. But like, <laughs> I don't want to be pulled out that hard. Like, yeah. I do want it to look yeah. real. I want it to be like. I don't know. Every every single building had a fucking neon lining. <laughs> every building in Hong Kong. That's just weird. Um, so yeah. that was like weird. I didn't like that. Um, 
I don't know. I just didn't think I think they could have done a lot more. This was like such a hyped up movie that was supposed to be insane. And it was all about the action. And I just I was honestly more impressed with the first two Godzilla movies visually than this one. So, like, I can't give it anything higher. I think it's a little bit below average visually. Okay, Nick. I think it's average for a a movie, big CGI looking movie, because I don't. You know, I thought that the Hollow Earth thing, once they... Oh, that's so true. It looks cool. It once looks they cool. jam into there, I thought it would look stupid as hell, and I was like, oh, this actually doesn't look that stupid. Yeah, I agree. Which is pretty much my uh, feeling about the whole thing. Like, it didn't look that stupid. So that's a four. Okay. Average. It didn't look that okay. good, either. It just didn't look that stupid. So, okay. And so... I think that... Robo Godzilla, sorry, Mecha Godzilla, Mecha, in yeah. which is the dumbest line of the entire movie. When Julian Dennison says that, yeah, and you're like, how do you no, know? It's uh, Mecha Godzilla. It's Mecha Godzilla. Zilla. <laughs> it's Mecha. Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna give it four. I don't know. There's not a okay. lot to say for me. Why don't you yeah. talk about Godzilla 2014 Eye Candy then? Me? I I have a million notes Mecha, for this, but go ahead. Mecha Godzilla. There we go. Yeah. That was kind of it. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Because, uh, like Layla said, like Godzilla, the way that they m- do it is Im- impactful. Like, it, it works in such a different way than, like, they made Godzilla look cool. Godzilla had never looked in a movie, like before that, yeah. Yes, there's a cult. Fo- like, yes, there's a following. Yes, it's one of the most famous, you know, characters ever put on a screen, kind of thing, or like monster movie monsters ever created. But they don't. The other ver like the other versions don't visually hold a candle to the 2014 Godzilla. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Where you have this, like it's like bear like, and reptile like but also human enough and intelligent seeming enough that it works and it's all cgi like it just it's well done and on top of that you've got all of that cool like skydiving through smoke and seeing little bits of godzilla sloshing around in the smoke and it's and like the planes dropping like oh, look, i don't know why it looks so cool in that scene it's just like it's the a color lot to do with, it's a lot to do with the sound yeah but it's also the, the visuals are are just really well done so i i went 6 i mean so i yeah. was actually uh hovering over a 5 and i think i'm going to go with a 6 because for a big budget remake of an action monster movie I'm so glad that Gareth Edwards made this because he has such a creative vision for how it's going to look. It looks a lot more grounded. I love the like tone, the color palette he does. It's like gray, but it works for this movie really well. I just think the later movies, as I said earlier, just become so dumb visually because there's so much CGI and there's so much focus on the monsters that, or, or just the CGI in the monsters that, this movie gets away with these like little moments of catching Godzilla that you can't see any technical issues, mm-hmm. especially over time. So it hasn't aged poorly. Yep. Um, he just shows creatures in different outside perspectives. It's a lot of like how the people see this monster and how big he is. And I like that. That's a good visual idea. 
Um, I think little visual effects even outside of that, like the breach in the plant at the beginning with the like clouds coming through the hallways, like looks really fucking cool. Um, I think this is like my problem with Godzilla versus Kong is that like in this one, he shows human characters on the set, like on set in, in these like practical locations in realistic ways. And the production design is very good in each of those like rooms. And I think the cinematography is pretty smooth and that's not really a surprise because Seamus McGarvey, who does this is like a really popular DP. He just did Avengers, which, uh, or he did Avengers, which we just did last week. He did atonement, which is incredible visually, uh, nocturnal animals. And we need to talk about Kevin. Um, I almost want to give it like a seven just for the image of them coming through the clouds in, <laughs> yeah. in the halo jump that's in the poster. Uh, I also just think like he shows the after effects of destruction really well. There's those like burning bits of debris floating through the river next to the soldiers. That yeah. looks like really cool. The carved out Las Vegas hotel room that the like, uh, the firemen like go to. Oh yeah. Uh, the overhead shot of the busy, like highway intersection with the plane that has fallen right in the middle. It's just cool. And I also think the way he shows the fights between the monsters is fucking funny. Cause it's like on the news. It like, it's a character watching the news and you see it and it looks ridiculous. Like the, I don't know if you've seen like the old, Japanese versions of Godzilla Mm -hmm. where it's just like people in like costumes fighting each other. It looks like that on the TV and it's like, he's like not taking himself too seriously with the actual fight. It's also paying nice homage to those old movies. Exactly. Because it does look like that. And I mean, if you were to see it on a TV screen, it also works because if you were to watch that on a TV screen, you'd be like, dude, what is this April fool's prank? It's not April. Yeah. It would look, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you go cut back, and there's you know floating, flaming debris. Yeah, I, yeah, it's so interesting. Uh, Layla, you look pretty pensive. Uh, what did you think oh, about yeah. this I mean, visually? I'm just, I'm just listening to you. Thank you. Um, it's very nice of you. I always, it. I always feel weird doing. I always feel weird doing visuals after you, Gabe. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Because you always say so much, um, and I always feel like an idiot once I talk after you. Oh, I, not dumb at so, all. So, well, no. So I. I'm going to go a little bit low. I'm going to go a five. I'm not going to go a six. I think this movie is definitely above average and it's visually really pretty, but I do think there are like a lot better visual films out there. Like, I think this is great, but I'm, I don't want to go too, too high. Um, it's yeah. funny that you guys just finished on that note because I actually, when I was watching it, I do love that it's an homage and I think that's really great. And I'm glad you guys pointed that out. I didn't like it when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. It was bothering me a lot that I wasn't just watching these action scenes happen and it kept cutting all the time. And I know that like, I realized I think after that you weren't really meant to, I think it was just trying to like establish this storyline and what was happening and all of that. But like, I think with movies like this, I kind of just want to watch some really fun action sequences between monsters fighting each other. And the first Godzilla wasn't really about that. And I get that, but I was craving it. And then of course with Godzilla vs Kong, I just didn't get enough of it at all. (laughs) So I think I just felt bummed because like there were these great action sequences happening and they kept cutting it between like TV screens or like weird angles. And I couldn't just watch the entire fight happening. Um, But that's just a personal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a huge 
plus to this movie is that it's like also like half kind of a war film in its Mm -hmm. own right. Like there are a lot of soldiers. There's a lot of army sequences. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about that we love the parachute scene, this like these shots of the sky and these pilots and all of that. That's like army shots. And those are really great. And visually those types of movies are usually really stunning and they are in this movie. So I think you get a combination of really fun CGI action movie stuff. And then also kind of, a war movie at the same time. So I think it's a great combination and it worked really well for this movie. And it like tonally really helped because it had this like solemn dark tone to it because of that. Um, totally. So I think it's, I think it's really fun and dark and lovely. And I think it's definitely above average. So I'm going to stick to a five just cause. Lovely. Yeah. He killed that Seven, also seven, six, six, five. Yeah. He killed that also with rogue one um, is probably visually my favorite star Wars movie. And he did that. And like, he shoots a lot of that like army scenes mm-hmm. as well. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously cause it's wars is in the name. Um, let's talk about originality how creative these movies were, uh, whether they needed to be made, how they stand out in their genre, how they stand out uh, compared to other similar type movies. Um, Quickly for me, for Godzilla 2014, let's stick with that since we were just talking about it. Um, It's really tough because this is a remake of something that had been done a lot before. Um, I think it's more creative than the last remake of it, the Matthew Broderick one in the early 2000s. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But all the other ones are really campy, and I think this one doesn't really – it's not campy at all. And, you know, some people wanted more action – but for me, the creativity really comes in the character writing. Um, and I just think he makes it overall more – it's more a human movie. It's more about the humans around this essentially disaster um, that's happening. Um, and I also find the way that he presents Godzilla that you barely see him is cool to me. It was like Cloverfield when you like barely see that monster and yeah. people were expecting that. Um I do agree that Aaron Taylor Johnson isn't that great, but I kind of, I really like the writing for his character and his dad. I think that a lot of like thought went uh, clearly a lot of thought went into uh, why he had Ford be the main character. Uh, it, it fell flat, but I, you could see that there was something there in the intention and the creativity. Um, it's understanding of the Bay area is like weirdly fucking great. Like they're talking about little areas in the Bay area (laughs) outside of San Francisco. And I was like, wow, that, yeah, that checks out Livermore. Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) I just, it's, it's really cool that it's like more like SF is in, in the background of so many movies like Star Trek. It's like where the home base is, uh, in the newer ones. But I just, I love that because I'm a Bay area boy, uh, baby, uh, but at the end of the, I'm going to give it a four because at the end of the day, it's a fucking Godzilla monster movie. So I'm not going to give it like that much creative credit. I'll give it an average four. What keeps me from going higher than the score I went is the fact that it's like, um, in the mid 2010s. Yeah. Everything was just, let's take this thing and then make it darker. <laughs> And this is just that, you know? Like, it's just Godzilla, but darker. And that is a problem to me, that it's just in this same vein. But, I mean, it's also that the technology worked. Like, we could do it. We could make it better. 
That's a, yeah, that's a good point. Dollar man reference. We did it. it. Like, it, come on, man. We we could do it. We could make it look as cool as this looks, and it be effective. You could make a Godzilla and convey in the CGI design of the monster all of the different little parts of Godzilla that have been established by all of these, you know, classic movie monster films that created this, you know, aura of this like kind of godlike creature that is technically the savior of humanity, but also massively destructive, but also (laughs) intelligent enough that, you know, it's able to accomplish a bunch of different, different things and, and be like this, this more than, uh, just a monster type of thing. The technology allows it to do that, but it's not really that original. It's a, it's a well done homage to other stuff. So I'm going to give it a five because I'm going to view it in isolation because it feels like it's setting up this really cool thing. And then it's actually just setting up a couple letdowns. So, yeah, that's a good point. What about you, Layla? I mean, it's funny. I'm going to give it a five too, but like for a lot of the same reasons, but like in a positive way, (laughs) like I, I, in originality, we talk a lot about, about like if something needed to be, I kind of think this needed to be made. I would agree. I, I, there's there isn't a re there is not hasn't been a reimagining of Godzilla that I cared about or wanted to see. It's here now and I liked it and I really enjoyed it. I think it's a very um more humanizing version of something that can just mm-hmm. be like some dumb creature action movie. Like I think it has a a solid backbone to the movie that makes it enjoyable and fun to watch and um in the sense of like the technology stuff that you said yeah like i think that is original about this movie even if it's in relation to the fact that they could now i'm glad someone did it i'm i'm glad someone decided like hey we need to remake this because we can actually make godzilla like a creature people care about and i did <laughs> i totally i i mean yeah. i do love like falling in love with animals and creatures and characters and things like that but i did i was like oh my god i feel for godzilla i'm so worried about him right now and that's a hundred percent in relation to his facial expressions and but also the way they like wrote him and how he like tried to protect people and how he was like you know whatever so i think it was necessary i really enjoyed it i think it's a great imagining of the godzilla story and it's dark, but it's also very human and like enjoyable in that way. So I gave it a five for all of those reasons. Okay. Um, and then what did you think about Godzilla versus Kong originality? What did you give originality for Godzilla 2014? I gave it a four okay. average. That's right. Um, but okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Layla, do you want to kick us off with Godzilla v Kong? GBK? I, can. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Oh my God, um, I got too much. <laughs> I I mean I gave it a three. I just I don't really think it needed to be made at this point. I think they could have made something else and it would have been better. <laughs> or they could have just remade it and made it a whole lot better. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just it's like I don't even think they really had like a real cohesive original thought in this movie. Like I think they were I don't even know what was really happening in this movie for me to be like that was so great or original or cool. Like I just I still am confused as to what story they were trying to tell. There were multiple storylines happening in this movie. 
they tried to bring in all this different like lore from the universe and stuff that like I feel like was very incomplete and I didn't get a full grasp on. So there's that as well. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say. I don't think it like it didn't do its job and I don't think it was that original and the idea fell flat. So have you guys ever have you guys ever been cooking and you just add like too much salt to what you're making? Yeah. And you're like, damn, I just like ruined it, but I'm still going to eat it. Yeah. Is that what you feel? That's what the movie is. That, is. is that how you describe it? Elaborate. <laughs> so I feel like you could have, what should have happened is you just play the long game, man. Play the long game, whoever made these movies. I'm not even sure I didn't do enough research. I had a busy week. Okay. <laughs> do the long, play the long game. Make King of the Monsters two, three movies even, because it, could be. There's enough jammed in there. I mean, shit, there's enough monsters in King of the Monsters to Yeah, what's choke next oh, now? I missed some of them. I missed some of those monsters. Exactly. You missed them monsters. because you only saw them for like two and a half hours. I am it's too long. so fucking upset. And I'm so, I, like, for anyone that hasn't seen that movie, the queen of the monsters, Mothra, is this beautiful fucking butterfly monster. And it like Titan. barely gets a fucking second in this damn movie yeah. except for an acknowledgement and i would have loved for her to be a character throughout that's another what I'm i was satisfied with the amount of time that's what happens that. in the old in like the the you didn't see king of the monsters yeah exactly i was satisfied getting that's, that that's the issue is these monsters are they they have like a place in people's minds and and like brains and those are the same thing and hearts is what i meant to say instead of brains and <laughs> you you could have made like there are Godzilla versus Rodan, Godzilla versus Mothra. Those are like old movies. Like why is it Godzilla? All of the monsters, Godzilla versus Kong. Like why? Why did is that what they chose to do yeah. instead of just trying to make a series of a quote unquote monster verse? This isn't a monster. Like what's next? You killed all of them in the second one, and then. Kong is like lives in an in the underbelly of the world now, and so like, what's he gonna do? How's he gonna breed more Kongs? There's no Lady Kongs, so like, what's the next movie? Uh, yeah, I think Why? they went too far. They went too far too fast. Like that's the problem with Godzilla versus Kong for me is Kong is original, well done, specifically him. So I'm gonna give it like a three for that. Could be a two, but like. Nothing else about it is done well enough. It's just too much. Like, they're just like, yeah, just add a bunch of salt. Just add a bunch of, like, cool stuff, and we'll do it, like, real quick and dirty. And people love it because of the colors, and it's called Godzilla vs. Kong. So they'll be like, which one is going to win on Twitter for, like, weeks beforehand? Right? We'll make memes. It'll be it'll be dope. But, like, the long game is would have been so much more satisfying. You could have done so much more. 100%. You could have made Godzilla an actual character that people actually really like. But now, because you jammed out one decent movie and two, one decent movie, a steaming pile of crap, and an average enough movie that came out when people were starved for content Action. that yeah. you it was going to make a bunch of money anyways. It's just not an original thought after the first one. To the yeah. point where, I mean, I'm just going to go with it too. I mean, I'm giving it a two as well. I just like, I mean, it's crazy to think, if you think all the way back to like 1933 when the first King Kong movie came out, like 
we've shit has gone so far out of hand since then. We've just taken this concept to just the most absurd heights. Um, I don't think we needed this, but I would say that there are a lot of nerdy people out there that really wanted this for a while. So sure. I mean, the nonstop conversation between before this, as Layla brought up was like, yo, who do you think is going to win in this fight? Like, who do you (laughs) like more? Like, dude, I don't care why they even got beef, bruh. Like, why are they fighting? Why are we doing this? Like, why would you even fuck with the concept that you kind of beautifully brought out in in Godzilla 2014, where Godzilla is this for this force of nature that brings you know balance to nature, and they just like fuck with that in this. I know in the end he's like technically good, but like they're just making him more absurd and more you know more aware of what's going on and like having a motive. It's just weird. I also like. I was watching this and they kept bringing up stuff like like their ancestors fought. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Again. Their ancestors? And then they get into this whole hollow earth section, which is like kind of interesting. Definitely cool. But then there's this whole subplot about Apex, the company, and like yeah. conspiracy theorists. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? That's Figure what I'm it saying. out. It's like two completely different movies in one movie. Like, I, I also, pick one. I also just don't even get like what Apex's ultimate goal was. <laughs> is this movie just about the follies of man? Because like that's, a little girl figured out exactly what Apex was doing in like a split second. She just fucking yeah. says it. Why does he send his daughter? The yeah. Apex guy. I don't know. I also. Oh my I, God. Isla Gonzalez did not need to be in this no, movie. Uh, so unnecessary. But I. Oh, here's the thing. I'm not going <laughs> to give it a one because it gets credit for being you know, more exploratory than it had any reason to be. I think it's like more interesting well, than I the later the Transformers is is movies. Because they're just jam packing everything they can into this third and it's sure I just but that, don't understand it gets why. creative credit. Yes, it just no, doesn't no, get it. execution credit. So I'm gonna give it a two out of uh seven. Let's move on to our next category. Let's talk about actoring. Uh <laughs> which is interesting for either of these movies because they're just like they're action movies uh, and monster movies. Uh, Layla, actually, yeah, you kick us off with uh, Godzilla v. Kong actoring. Talk about the performances, but also, like, whether the writers and directors helped those performances in any way or hurt them. Okay. Uh, I gave it a two being nice. I was close to giving it a one. <laughs> I think the acting and the writing of the characters in this movie – and most of these movies is atrocious. Yeah. It's some of the worst shit I've ever seen. And it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so unbelievably upsetting how ridiculously bad it is. I think this movie makes me want to go tell Millie Bobby Brown to quit acting. I hate her in this movie. I think she's awful in it. I think the writing of her character you, is awful. Like, do you, at this point, do you think Millie Bobby Brown is like good at acting? So I, the only reason I have like a shred of hope is because of Enola Holmes. I think she was cute in that movie and she was like fun in it. Like she has a niche that I think that she can pull off and that's the weirdo and stranger things (laughs) and basically Enola Holmes. But her in this movie makes me want to tell her to never act again. Like it's just fucking awful. I hate the fucking conspiracy theory guy. Like Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I fucking. All about that paper boy. Uh, his his 
it's not even just the writing of his character. Like, the he made way choices. he plays off, he made choices in being like, this conspiracy theorist that's, that are awful. Yeah. Like, he made, like, I fucking choices. hated the two of them. And the kid from what you Julian Dennison. Yeah, he's he's incredible. I want him to be in a lot of things. Yeah. I don't think they gave him enough. They should have given him a lot more in the scenes that he was in because he's hilarious. But he only had so much to play with. Um, Coach Taylor, what the Kyle fuck Chandler. Are you doing? He's in like yes, five sorry. minutes of this movie. <laughs> I'm just using all of their character Everyone names. Everyone calls um, him Coach Taylor, but he has a name. Where's my in... daughter? The whole movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's in uh, King of the Monsters like a lot, but he basically plays the same person in both movies and he's just awful. I don't know what this character is. I don't know why he's acting like this. He's played a protective father in a lot of other things. I don't know why he's, he's acting just like this. Touching at his all. head, then then putting his hand on his hip and then saying, Where's my daughter? for um, Where's my yeah, daughter? Just, no, I gotta figure out bad. his it's Florida so bad. accent. Isla Gonzalez is just weird in this movie. <laughs> Um, I, I don't even know why she was there. She made no sense. Alexander Skarsgård should just not do anything but be a creepy man because he's just not good in anything that's not. I'm sorry. Like, the only time I ever like Alexander Skarsgård is when he's an angry man, a creepy man. I just think that family can't smile without looking yeah, scary. Yeah, you got to see him Every in the Hummingbird he Project. He's very good in that, but he's kind of creepy looking and weird in it. Yeah, every time he fucking smiles in this movie, it makes me upset. Whenever he smiles, it just makes me upset. So yeah. I can't even like him. Dude. The only, the, the MVP for me of this movie is that little girl and that's it. And I think she's a sweetheart and I think she's like yeah, weirdly fine. great at like her emotion. Like her, her facial emotions are great for someone so young and mm -hmm. great for her. It's sad to me that she is literally the only actor in this movie that did anything worth watching, but... Her and Kong, those emotive scenes, man. Yeah, they got me, but that's pretty much it. So, do you guys know that's actually, Andy Circus? Go to a war. <laughs> it's not. It uh, normally would be. The kid, I mean. Uh, the kid is Andy Circus. But no, he played Kong in the Peter Jackson one, no, and he plays the chef in it. And one of the most. And he like, plays the kid in this one. It's great. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to really talk about the actors and stuff because you kind of you talked about all of them. Although I. Not I, all of them. I think it's a bummer that Brian Tyree Henry like isn't great in it because I think he's actually a very, very good actor. Yeah. And I know that he just wanted to do something weirder. I. My problem with this movie is more like no one is excessively bad. There, there's no one good. I don't think he's like excessively bad. I've seen worse in like Pacific Rim, but no one is interesting. I think the characters are as hollow as the earth. Oh, <laughs> um, the podcast. Thanks but here's my biggest problem with the dialogue. This is like one of my. This is actually maybe my number one least favorite thing that happens in poorly written action movies. Um, it's when a character describes to you what is visibly being shown to you. That's so awesome. like when they go into hollow earth, Kong puts his ax in the ground and it starts lighting up. And then Rebecca Hall goes, it's the ax. It's drawing radiation from the core. Like it's charging. It's like, yes, I can <laughs> fucking see that. Why did you just describe what I just saw? And then the other one is like like five minutes after Mecha Godzilla starts fighting Godzilla, Millie Bobby Brown is like, it's thinking for itself now. It's like, bitch, we just saw that for like five minutes. We know it's thinking for itself. You don't need to describe that to another character. Um, I will say 
it is wild to me. I brought this up to Nick and uh, Layla, but in the same year, Rebecca Hall has her directorial debut, which is a black and white film about passing as white in the 30s. And it was like a Sundance favorite. And at the same time, she's in a movie where one of her first lines is, there can't be two alpha titans. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, lady? What's going on? She looks really beautiful in this movie. She just fucking sucks. And it's not good writing. Demian Bashir went from this guy who randomly got nominated for an Oscar like 10 years ago for something no one had really seen. It's a really good movie. I can't remember what it's called. But um, no one knew of him. Now he's in every movie, every one of these like shitty action movies. And he always sucks. That's because of that money, dude. Yeah, I mean, he is making Skrilla. He must obtain that, that guap. Uh, he's making that paper, boy. He's making that paper, boy. Paper, boy. Yeah, so I gave it a fucking two. I gave it a one. Out of seven. Oh. I gave it a one. The I little, gave it a one I, out of seven. I went seven. down to a yeah, one. Yeah, I, I gave it a I one out of seven. <laughs> the little girl almost brought it up to a two. But here's the deal. Magic. She's magic. She's great. If, if you are a seventh grade theater kid... And you write a script like this, kudos to you, bro. You nailed it. If you're a grown-ass man... There's probably like five grown-ass men that wrote it. Yeah, one of them is the same guy that wrote X-Men Apocalypse. Oh! Which makes a lot... Which scans. That was Hardcore a puking noise. Scans. That movie blows. If... And you know they're all like patting each other on the back, being like, "Bro, you did something there." And yeah, because they just made That's like three hundred million in the first weekend. What <laughs> bothers me, and this is like, I know it's, pre- I know we're pretentious. I know you guys. I know, but like, if we gotta evaluate, if it you can, <laughs> if you can listen to them talk, and you can see Rebecca Hall viscerally despising the words that come out of the, her own mouth. And just being like dollar signs. Just remember the dollar signs, Rebecca, Becky. Just remember <laughs> the dollar signs. And you can just see her thinking that as she's speaking the stupidest words possible, like the axe it's charging. Yeah. You you have not created a good – you have not written very good dialogue. And if you can, as the viewer, know, oh, they wrote that because the whole thing is a green screen. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's like they're point. saying that because – how else would the actors know what's happening if they weren't audibly saying what the audience is going to end up seeing? Like, you don't have to do that. I would love it if someone smash cut the entire movie minus most of what the people are saying. Besides yeah. sort of describing what the Hollow Earth is and why they're going there, because eventually in the plot you will have to know why they zip through what appears to be a black hole in the earth that is the only way to get there in Antarctica, but also is not the only way to get there because the giant monster can blow through the earth it's hard enough. It's like digging your way to China. But to get there? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Except for... A province of China. Wouldn't that also... Can I also just say that the little girl's wearing a fucking hoodie in Antarctica, by the way? Oh, yeah. That's all she's wearing. Oh, she's yeah. wearing a fucking hoodie in Antarctica. Oh, yeah, the rest of them have their, yeah. like, special suits. Green screen. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It just... Is it hurts me to hear them speak, and it's it's so bad in King of the Monsters, and it's even somehow even worse in this. Yeah, and that is saying something because I hated King of the Monsters every time oh my they God. spoke. I 
I will I will die on this hill. Skull Island is the worst dialogue I've ever heard anyone ever speak in my entire That's, life. Skull I haven't seen Island it in so long, I probably just blacked it out. Disgustingly bad. It, and it's mostly dialogue, which is the worst part. But it is <laughs> one of the worst I fucking movies I've ever seen. I don't understand how you can put that down, have Rebecca Hall say it, like make her say it. Did they hold her at gunpoint? Like yeah. how much money did they pay her? To say that uh, clearly a lot i mean enough bills. for that so that she can make her own movie i suppose so and brian henry brian tyree henry made so <clears throat> many choices and i just cut it all out cut it out millie bobby all brown is not a good actress i'm sorry she has one speed and it's say the words that they told me to say and say them in the same voice that i always do yeah and no matter what the words are if they're decently written words if they're the stupidest words that a person has ever uttered i'm just gonna deliver them and i understand that she's a child but just stop it just and it's so much worse that young anymore if the words are stupid yeah i mean and like Haley steinfeld and abigail breslin were both like nominated for oscars younger than that she ain't getting nominated for no oscars dude Okay, so you gave it, we all gave it once. Yes. Let's move on to Godzilla 2014 months, actoring. Seven, seven uh, this is insane. Godzilla 2014 <laughs> has an insane cast. Yeah. Now, if you look back, like Juliette Binoche is a really big French actress, and she's in like five minutes For of this two movie. Two seconds, yeah. Yeah. And then like Brian Cranston, absolutely incredible. But what I really like about this one is like clearly they were in for a paycheck, but they it doesn't feel like they were just in it for the paycheck. You could see that Gareth Edwards probably had like a vision that they really liked and they thought, oh, this is going to be more interesting than just a big monster movie. I just think it has better acting and dialogue than yes. it had any right to have. Yes. Um, uh, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson became like a way better actor over time. Like I think he got nominated for Nocturnal Animals, and he's extremely good in that. Uh, Outlaw King is good. Uh, Tenet, he's uh, pretty great actually. Um, also great in Avengers. He, yeah, yeah. He's like, what you didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> uh, Ken Watanabe is like I can't tell if he's good at acting or if they just need like a token Japanese person for this role or like Inception but I do really really like this the, it's a ridiculously serious line um, but I love when he goes the arrogance of man is thinking nature is in our control and not the other way around let them fight <laughs> it's just a fucking sick line it's great uh, Sally Hawkins, I think, is really good with him. I gotta say, David Strathairn has an awesome voice. It's kind of nerdy. So David Strathairn's like the head of the military. Mm. I think he has a great performance in this. He's really good in Nomadland, um, if you mm. haven't seen it yet. He is. He's so good in it. I just like that character in anyone else's hands is this super arrogant, uh, trigger-happy military guy. And when I, yeah. I, they make him really human. Like he wants to be- trust Ken Watanabe. He wants to oh, trust. Yeah. He wants Aaron to make Taylor the J- right decision, and you exactly. feel that throughout the movie. Yes. Yeah, he's he's a great character actor. He's been nominated for an Oscar before, but um, I also like Elizabeth Olsen is not really given a lot, and she's solid in every scene. I wish she was in more. Uh, it was pretty early in her career. It is interesting that her and Aaron Taylor Johnson end up playing siblings like mm-hmm. a few years later. Um, but who knew you could just like make this kind of movie with relatable human characters and it would fucking work. You could put in these 
actors who are just in it for a paycheck. Like it could work. So I'm giving it a five, honestly, because I think it is slightly above average actoring for this type of movie. What'd you guys? They think? actually twenty. Uh, sorry, Age of Ultron's just a year later, so they were oh, like wow. probably filming these right around husband the same and wife, time. and then brother yeah. and sister. Ew. At least it was not other. the other way around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what'd you guys think about Godzilla 2014? Layla? Actoring. I gave it a four. Um, I don't have too much to add. I think it's just fine. Okay. And it's so much better than a pile of absolute garbage. And it's clearly written by a different person. A person who knows how to write words. <laughs> That's all well I Well said. Got. Well said. What about you, Layla? Um, I, I gave it a four as well. I think it's solidly average. I think, you know, everyone that's in it is doing what they can, except Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, which is like sad to me because you said like, you had said like, you know, he went on to do some really great things. I loved him in Kick-Ass. Like I really, really liked him in Kick-Ass. And I like, I still to this day love Kick-Ass so much. Oh, we're going to do it. Yeah, I think I think he had On like this he already had the potential. I just you said this earlier. There definitely was like a very 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 basic great backbone to his character and his storyline and his arc. But I don't know why they wrote his dialogue so weird. Like they wrote his dialogue so stiff and like short. Like they just didn't give him a lot to say when he was talking to anyone. <laughs> and I feel like as an actor, it's probably hard because you just don't really know what to do with that. Because he's like supposed to be a very um, like internalized person because of his trauma and what he's been through with his mom that's, and his dad. That's where I think the stiffness comes from. Like a hundred percent. I think that's what he's doing as an actor. I think yeah, he's doing yeah, the right thing point. by like yeah. carrying himself that way. But what you have to do as a writer is give him the right words when he does have a few moments where he communicates with people. Right. right. Because his like physical acting is he did a great job physically. Um, Damn, that's a so great. That sucks. That's a great point because they could have made him more. They could have made his dialogue more interesting when he meets up with the other military people. Because totally. I mean, he's someone that that's where he's originally <laughs> just wants to go home and see yeah. his wife, but he's like, no, I want to actually. I need to fucking save these people. I mean, he saves that little kid, and then he's like, I need to save all these people because I'm good at at uh, mm-hmm. dismantling a bomb or whatever. Yeah. yeah so totally. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Elizabeth Olsen's great in this. I don't I think she's doing a great job with the little she was given. She's not given a whole lot, but yeah. I think she does a great job. She isn't in a lot before this, but she is in Liberal Arts, which is a great indie movie that I love and she's incredible in it. Nice. Um so Wait, was yeah, Martha so, Marcy May Marlene? No, that was before this. I think it was. She's amazing was yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah. That's a great movie. She's yeah. so she she's great and i think what she can do with a godzilla movie with this is she does a great job you know in the small moments that she has i wish they gave her more i kept thinking that too because i feel like they could have done more with aaron taylor johnson's character if they just had her interact with him more because she's like a tether for him Mm -hmm. but they just didn't do that at all um brian cranston's brian cranston he's just fucking great he's so good amazing um the way he cries in, when he's like outside of the door and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you in or whatever. And the, that crap. Yeah. I mean, they saved that, all that of that for the trailer. Scene, yeah. Yeah. All, that whole scene is just great on both their parts. Um, it's it's incredible. Um, yeah. I think everyone does a pretty good job. I don't think it's like remarkable acting. These are some great actors and they've done better things. Yeah. And I don't think the writing aided them that much. So um, 
four, I guess. Okay, let's finish off. Let's talk about uh, Legacy. The lasting legacy of these movies, how they were talked about when they came out, and how they will be talked about. Uh, Look, with Godzilla 2014, like, (laughs) it's interesting that Layla, that you had never seen it before, or had never seen those trailers, because I, like, fucking religiously watch the Halo Jump trailer. I don't know how I just missed this. It is the coolest, it's it's the coolest trailer of all time, and then you get the trailer with Brian Cranston doing the thing that I did at the beginning. Um, uh, but he, like the main thing about this is like, even though the the trailer has a better legacy for me than the movie itself, it spawned a full new successful Godzilla series, which they failed to do with the Matthew Broderick one. Um, it made 524 million, which isn't like a crazy amount thinking of what it is, but since it was the first of its kind for that, um, and it was like a little more grounded and you could see like a lot of like nerdy people who just really wanted the action being a little upset. That that's a good thing. It has pretty good reviews. Um, but again, like I think a lot of fans were bothered by not being able to see a lot of Godzilla and the pitch meeting for this, they kind of make fun of that. And they also make fun of the fact that like Brian Cranston's build as the main actor and then just isn't in it. And it could have been more interesting perhaps with him in it. Um, so I'm going to give it a five, I, but, but you just wouldn't get any of these other movies without it clearly. So, um, what about you, Nick? I had a hard time. I was between a four and a five. <laughs> hard time. I had between a four and a five. Um, and I didn't know which way to go because I think ultimately these other two movies are not good enough to make <laughs> this one, um, shine. And that's the whole point of it is to like shine. Everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, but like Godzilla versus Kong though. Like that was, I feel like that was billed way higher than either of these two movies were. I mean, somehow it it completely escaped your periphery, Layla. Like that's just, I'm going to say that's like an anomaly though. Cause I I typically just like know these things. Yeah. But like like Instagram wasn't around back then, I guess. And that's like, we're just like, but you probably went to so many theaters and saw like trailers. Yeah. Yeah. How did you know? I just don't understand how you didn't see it. And so that must mean something. Yeah. But I, oh, wait, I just, Instagram was definitely around then. Sorry. I was thinking of 2010. I just also, I also just, uh, you know, maybe I want these, maybe I like these action movies that are sort of brainless because I want them. I like imagine what they would be if they were actually better. Yeah. And I think that my version of this in my head that I had in 2014, the first time I saw it, was ruined the second time I watched it and was like, you know, it's like not that good though. It was just like good enough and watching it in a theater with a buddy and being like, God, Godzilla just owns, man. He's so big and cool and loud, man. Yes. Was like what I wanted it to be and just it's just not that if you rewatch it. So I'm just going to go average. Like I... I think they squandered something that could have been, you know, awesome. Like I said, give me the monster verse, man. Give yeah. me, give me, give me. But no, we're we're stuck here. What about you, Layla? So I'm gonna give it a five, and I'm gonna piggyback off of Nick. I actually disagree with a lot of the things that you just said. I think <laughs> everything everything you just said is what I'm gonna say for Godzilla vs Kong. I think that they ruined potential with those movies. I think this movie 
as we've like said throughout the podcast, actually did a solid job. And when I think about Godzilla, I'm gonna think about the, the 2014 Godzilla. And I yes. also think I probably would like if this this is gonna be one of those movies that if it's a f- Saturday and I'm lounging on the couch and it's on TNT, I'll probably throw it on. Yeah, because it. it's like. Just a fairly good monster action movie. You know what I mean? Like, Fucking I 100% hell yeah, agree Layla. with you. <laughs> what? Just uh, the, I can't tell the, if you're making the fun of The image of, me. of Layla just being like, um, you know, like sip a beer, hang out on the couch. It's a Sunday. Godzilla 2014 is fucking raw. <laughs> I feel like you're watching TNT. Why would you be watching <laughs> TNT? TNT? Yeah. I'm always watching TNT on Sundays. Are you kidding me? Lord of the Rings is on TNT like every Sunday. Okay. Um, what is it? 2010? <laughs> How long does that take to watch Lord of the Rings with commercial breaks on TNT? Like 700. Seven hours. It's supposed yeah. to be mindless, guys. I'm supposed to just be I, relaxing. We get it. Okay. My God. Assholes. Um, anyways, my point <laughs> gave being. Gave us a gift my point being, too. All right. Sorry. God. Uh, yeah, that, I mean that's my point. I don't know what I'm saying by my point being. That's my point. I think it's I think it's of these movies, it and of Godzilla as lore in general. This will be the movie people reference. I think it was good enough that people are gonna care about it later on. Um, it's pretty solid. Like it has a, like a, I think a 76 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like people liked it at the time. Mm-hmm. I think people will like it enough to watch it again later on. Maybe they won't like it on second rewatch, but they still will watch it. So I'm gonna go with a five. Okay. Um, well, let's finish it. Uh, let's finish Legacy with Godzilla v Kong GVK, as it will forever be known. Um, look, I gave this also a five, and that might be ridiculous because this movie was like more popular already. I mean, it's already grossed three hundred and fifty million dollars, which is fucking insane. Um, with COVID. Um, it's the most streamed item on HBO Max. And we were talking about last week, like, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League didn't do that. And like, I don't know, like other other movies that have been on there uh, haven't been as successful. Um, apparently people wanted this for years. And so they were really fucking excited when this came out. I couldn't have wanted something less uh, in my life. But um, that's not true. I don't, I just like, maybe after 2021, this movie might be forgotten. Like, I feel like maybe everyone watches it in the moment and no one like rewatches it. But I bet this is like, this is a nerd wet dream. So like, maybe they're going to be like, let me just fucking rewatch the fight scenes. Um, There are no fight scenes. Yeah, but they'll just rewatch those parts and save themselves two hours. I don't know. I gave it a five. I think it's slightly above average. I really think it could have been bigger, I guess. But I also just like personally, I am going to erase this from my fucking brain immediately. So (laughs) once this podcast is out, Layla, uh, keep going. I'm going to give it a four. Mm -hmm. I think legacy is like a long term thing. I think it's going to I think it's entirely going to die. I think people are going to care about it right now. And I think even people that love these movies are going to care about it right now, but this is not a rewatchable movie. It just isn't like, it's like, it's not good. It's not well-made and it doesn't have the action sequences that people that love these creatures want to see. So there's nothing like it would be different if it was like a bad, 
like dialogue movie, but there were just like nonstop action sequences that you could sit and watch and be like, that's so dope. I love it. But it doesn't even have that. So it's not going to be rewatchable. Yeah. It's not a good movie. I think as Nick pointed out earlier in the episode, people were starving for shit like this. So I think it made a lot of money simply because of that. I don't think it has anything to do with it being good or bad. I think people literally were just like new content, exciting, cool. Yay. And some people can um, see it in theaters now, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's like a whole other environmental aspect to it, like society, what's going on right now. But this will die. I will. I would put money <laughs> down that people will not be talking about this very much. God, I hope so. Years. No, they'll be talking about Fast and the Furious 9 or Again, whatever fucking what is number next? On. Do they team up? To defeat a monster that comes from Hollow Earth? Because I just want a buddy comedy with them. I just said it out loud. That's exactly what they're going to do. What? I yeah. want a buddy comedy with them. Just going to like Vegas or something. Mm-hmm. Like Hollow Earth Vegas? Yeah. Whoa. Holy shit. We Godzilla got a movie idea. Godzilla in Hollow Earth Vegas. Yeah. That's yes. great. That's yeah, it. That's I, the next I, movie. I agree with it's you It's a though. seven. 100%. That movie's a seven. <laughs> yeah. Would you, would you give this? Godzilla Hollow Earth Vegas is a seven. <laughs> uh, I gave it a... I gave it a three because like the movie ends with one of the big, big characters living in the world under the world and the other one going right back where he fucking came from. (laughs) Yeah. Like nothing happened. Like not like it just NBD and they burnt through all the monsters. All the Godzilla monsters are done. They were either in the second one or they were Mecha Godzilla. Oh, thank God. So you're telling me that there's nothing All the, that like, they can make. All the famous ones, there are other ones. Like I've read about the other ones, and I remember seeing a couple other weird, like alien yeah, ones. Fucking Mothra died. It was like the saddest. Yeah, dude. Thing in King of the Monsters. I <laughs> so like there genuinely are think there some, are sadder things. Like they're gonna either bring in you aliens. You don't know, Gabe. You don't. I know just me. watched The okay. Father. I could guarantee you it was fucking they're, sadder. They're gonna than either that. bring. She in... sacrificed herself for Godzilla, her king. His brain she deteriorated herself okay <laughs> she saved everybody and no one ever acknowledges the women that do all the work she came down oh in my a God. bubble dog you just sit there and tell me i'm wrong i think there's nowhere to go so there's no way i could be higher than average it's so funny we're just deteriorating on this podcast you liked right it more than me and you're giving it a slightly below but you know what that is i'm like giving it above average because i'm so fucking five? joyful yeah, because I'm so fucking joyful that this might be it for it. And for you, you're like, oh, man, they could have done so much more. And I'm like, I man, fuck. I. All right, so that's it. Uh, what are our been, scores? It could have been fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Well, I had the Instead, highest score on that one. It was not that. It was puke emoji, puke emoji, puke emoji. What, uh, which, which movie uh, won? <laughs> Uh, hold on, dude. I'm trying to do the math. Shut up, Gabe. <laughs> what movie won? Who did you want to win the fight? It was I wanted Godzilla to win the fight. Oh my god. Wait, can I just, while you're counting or whatever you're doing, I texted both the boys after I had watched King of the Monsters before I watched Godvilla, Godzilla vs. Kong. I really truly did not know who I was going to support when we went into the she movie. She was like, because... I'm so emotionally invested in each of them. I don't know <laughs> who I want weird, to win. One of the weirdest texts I've ever gotten <laughs> is like, how are you emotionally invested in Okay, Kong? but like, 
they that's like one of the best things that they did in these movies. They made these like like okay. Also, I have to say, they, fooled, they tricked us. These movies are so hard because like they de- they definitely feel just like animal cruelty when you're watching them uh, because like they yeah. just abuse the shit out of Kong the whole fucking time. Well, they do that in every ti- no uh, reason. Kong also, story. doesn't make sense. Could have broken out. He didn't want to, dude. Yeah, he wanted the free rent. Whoa, and that's. I don't know. I, the T. Uh, yeah, There's some kind, the of, some kind of like hidden racism in what you just said. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I no. I mean, Society's I actually think too. Kong is like very. You, there's a lot of empathy for him in the original King Kong story um, that they do in Peter Who Jackson's one. Who do they think one. they were fooling by putting him in there? Did he, did he, I mean, they do that in in Kong they, Godzilla vs Kong too with the little girl. You feel like when he fucking signs that he wants to go home, yeah. I was like crying. <laughs> That's like me. That's like crying. me when I'm really drunk at a bar at like midnight. I do that, and and everyone's it's like, just, he wants to go it's home. It's just raining on you, and you're crouched, just sedated. Nick and I are board. at a bar with Gabe one day, and we just see him in the corner, fucking touching his face, crouched and wet, and signing home. <laughs> A 73 to 42, Godzilla 2014. 73 wins. out of uh, 105 for Godzilla 2014. Great score. Good work. 42 out of 105 for Godzilla v. Kong. Yikes. Uh, who were they fool? Anyways, uh, we don't have enough time for any accolades, and I don't know who would have won. I, just, I mean, we certainly are the LVPs for watching these and talking about them. But I had a lot of fun. I do recommend some movies um, if you like, uh, like kind of just smarter monster movies. Uh, Gareth Edwards' like first big movie was Monsters. It is very fucking good. It's where I found Scoot McNary. I think it's like one of, and we love Scoot on this podcast, uh, or at least the boys do. Um, uh, but it is really fucking good. It's this guy has to go take his boss's daughter across Mexico, uh, in this like excluded zone or whatever. And it's, it's a lot like this. It's like the focus is not on the monster, but there is like a monster in it. And the other one, of course, it's a completely underrated movie. I fucking love it. Nick also loves it. Cloverfield is a dope monster movie. I also love it. Yeah. It was, I thought it was awesome in theaters. A lot of people were like, oh, I wanted to puke. It was, the camera was moving. And TJ Miller. better eyes. TJ Miller was hilarious I definitely, definitely said that after watching. I don't get motion sickness, so that was pretty rude of me to say. But I I highly (laughs) recommend Cloverfield, and 10 Cloverfield Lane is amazing, but it's not a monster movie. And don't ever do Cloverfield Paradox, especially at midnight after the Super Bowl when it first came out. That was a big mistake. Not. Anyways, guys. Next week, we're going to make it a little bit more funny, and we're going to be doing Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and She's Out of My League. Uh, If you don't know what the similarities are, you'll find out on next week's episode, so please check that out. Uh, You can watch both of those right now. I think uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is on uh, Amazon Prime, and She's Out of My League is on Amazon Prime. 
And uh, you should also check us out on Instagram. Uh, we're blowing up right now. Get on the get on the train. It's been guys. A- if you want some entertainment, just go look at the comments on our Justice League and Avengers post. And if very, you were one of the people who commented on it, thank you. Thanks for, for commenting, yeah. guys. It's so fun. I love reading everything that you're saying. That's like the best part of all of this. Yeah, I get in on the fun, guys. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Just look up Facing Off Pod. You'll see our link in the description of this episode also send us emails if you have ideas for uh other movies you want us to do and if you think that i'm fucking ridiculous about my uh extreme opinions about godzilla v kong please let me know attack uh facing off podcast at gmail.com uh do you guys have a send-off Please don't roar into the fucking mic He's really loud game. Is that what you're about to do? No. <laughs> Mommy, look, dinosaurs. <laughs> Kong bows to no one. That's, dude, I'm telling you, that scene is. Was that scene not so much worse uh. than you? <laughs> uh.